Go to 2 Corinthians 6, Ephesians 3. Better pay attention because I'm not going to slow down. <laughs> 2 Corinthians 6 chapter, 11th verse. In the Darby translation, if we can find it. Whoo! <laughs> Ask and you shall receive. Our mouth is open to you, Corinthians. Our heart is expanded. You're not straightened in us, but you are straightened in your affections. Verse 13. But for an answering recompense, I speak as to children, let your heart also expand itself. Said out loud, let your heart expand itself. Thank you, Lord. The message translation. The message translation says, dear, dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open spacious life. Now does the the condition of your heart affect what kind of life you live? Narrow, closed in heart, what kind of life? Narrow, closed in life. Verse 12, we didn't fence you in. How many know God didn't fence you in? The smallness you feel comes from within you. Now the devil's a liar and he'll tell you if you listen that it's somebody else's fault. Why you're not doing more, why you don't have more, why you're not, you know, reaching some things that you want to reach, that they're in your way, or they're not helping you, or they're this. Don't you believe any of that? The smallness you feel is coming from within. And like God told Joshua, no man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Come on, if the Lord tells you to do something and you believe him and you step out, who's bigger than him? It doesn't matter. Well, the law says, well, laws change. Well, this, well, that, well, the other. No, don't let anybody push you back inside and push you and cramp you and narrow you up. Now, you can see this. When God ministers to you, whether you're by yourself reading your Bible or praying or you're in a service sometime and the word comes out, it just, it, it fills your, your heart. It opens up your mind. It opens up your soul. You get excited every time. But have you noticed that the enemy comes and tries to steal that from you? And the way he comes is maybe the next day or maybe the next or maybe the end of the week. He'll come and try to, to you know, get you to see all the reasons why that can't come to pass. And why that can't be reality. And why this or that. And he's trying. God has opened you up. Getting ready to, to pour something bigger than you've received before. But the enemy knows if he can choke you back up. Even though God's trying to pour it out. You can't receive it. And you can tell when he's been successful when your feathers fall and you lose your joy and you think, well, now let's, let's have some wisdom here and let's live in the real world and not give, I don't know why I got so carried away in that service the other night. What are you trying to say? That what you got excited about was too big for God to do? No, sir, no, ma'am. 
Don't let anybody steal your dream. You remember God gave Joseph a dream? And man, it looked like no way. I mean, it went from bad to worse. He got sold a slave, and then he got uh, lied on by Potiphar's wife, wound up in the dungeon. Looked like that's never coming to pass. But the Bible said the word of the Lord tried him. He, He didn't turn it loose. He didn't give it up. He held on to that dream. Even in prison, he still had his joy. He told the other guys, why are y'all so down today? He's in a dungeon. Been in jail for years. Asking them, why are you down? And he came out. I said, he came out and he went from the dungeon to the throne in a day. If you won't let the devil steal your dream and steal your excitement, it'll come to pass. In Ephesians. Well, I didn't finish reading that. Excuse me. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way, verse 12 in the message. I'm speaking as plainly as I can with great affection. Open up your lives. Live openly and expansively. And in Ephesians 3, Ephesians 3 and 16, Ephesians 3, 16. He's praying that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man and that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height and to know and experience that word means the love of Christ which passes knowledge. Can you experience things that's beyond what you can wrap your head around? Yes, you can. Are you a thousand times and more bigger in your spirit than you could put in your little head? That you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Is it possible that we can be filled with all the fullness of God? It's past knowledge what he's saying. But it's the Bible. And I believe it. Somebody say, I receive it. That means you are capable and I am capable of opening up and receiving God more today, more tomorrow, more next week, more next month, the rest of our life and past this life, receiving all the fullness of God. And he's big. Oh, he's big. But he's made you so big or capable of becoming so big on the inside that you can receive everything that he is. Somebody say glory to God. Go with me if you would over to Mark, gospel account of Mark and the 16th chapter. And then 2 Corinthians 10, let's go straight from one to the other. Mark 16 and 2 Corinthians 10. I want you to get ready too, because whatever word the Lord inspires to be preached and taught, the Spirit of God is there like He was hovering over the face of the deep. And nothing happened until that word came. But he, why was He there? He's ready for that word. And when light B came, He moved to cause that to come into manifestation. Well, when the Spirit of God anoints us to teach or preach a word, He's in the room. Oh, come on, are you listening? He's hovering over the people, ready to bring that word into manifestation to those that believe it. 
Say, I believe it. Mark 16 and 14. We read this, but I want to read it again. He said, this is after he's raised from the dead. He appeared to the eleven as they said at meat, and he upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And what's the very next verse say? And he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now this is big. I said this is big. Go where? Go into all the world. I got such a, a desire in me. It just keeps getting bigger and stronger all the time. I want to see the kingdom of God advanced in this earth, in my generation. I don't care about my name being on something. What is the kingdom of God? It's people, people coming in and getting saved and getting back and getting free from tradition and junk and false religion and lies. The kingdom of God advancing. That's what this offering was about tonight. That's what these churches are about. That's advancing the kingdom. The Lord showed me some two plus years ago. I was watching a history channel. And they were showing about how our uh, troops in World War II took Iwo Jima. And about what a terrible high price they paid. I think it was 6,000 something fatalities. 20 something plus thousand uh, wounded, you know, and it's just a little old bitty two mile. They say it smells like sulfur and it's just a piece of rock and dirt. And they fought and fought and died and fought and died. And while I'm sitting there, the Spirit of God spoke to me when they, they said, why would you pay such a high price for something like that? They said it was of strategic importance. Right. And when they said that the Spirit of God prompted me, prompted me, he said, are you listening? Strategic importance. Oh, friend, he is the great general and overseer of this whole thing. And we don't, we don't see the big picture. But all we got to do is follow our orders. And we may not, you may not realize why you've paid such a price in the town where you are or why you're doing or why is it? it is if the Lord sent you there it is of strategic importance that you take just like there are strongholds of sin in this world there are strongholds of faith there are strongholds of the word of God there are strongholds of the church and that's you and me. That's us. We are sent and we are equipped. And God raises us up to join together and to put down roots and be established and influence everything around us. Until we become a stronghold in that area. Huh? And God's got a plan to have strongholds all over the place. Whether you know it or not, we're winning. Yes. We're winning. Don't you believe the lies you hear? We're win- There's more of us on this planet than there's ever been. And we know more about our authority than we've ever known. And we got more resources. 
I can almost hear Paul the Apostle talking to me sometimes saying, boy, if I had the internet and a jet airplane, (laughs) when I was on the get with it, (laughs) we've been given such opportunity. We have been born on this earth. We have come to the kingdom for just this time. And it's not to sit around and look at each other. Be pretty. We are sent here to possess the land. And in order for that to happen, he has to open us up. Notice what he, he, he rebuked them. He upbraided them because of their hardness of heart and unbelief. Why? The very next verse is go into all the world. That he's got to open them up. Can you see this? Go to 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter. 2 Corinthians 10. NIV. Verse 15, 2 Corinthians 10, 15, NIV. He said, neither do we go beyond our limits by boasting of work done by others. Our hope is that as your faith continues to grow, faith is of the heart. As your faith continues to grow, our area of activity among you will what? Greatly expand. Listen to the New English translation. I'll read it if we don't have it. New English translation. He said, as your faith continues to grow, our work may be greatly expanded among you according to our limits. The Woos translation says, resulting in a superabundance of fruit in service. The W.E.B., it says, as your faith grows, we will be abundantly enlarged by you in our sphere of influence. The ESV says, as your faith increases, our area of influence among you will be greatly enlarged. Friend, as we, as he's able to open us up on the inside, our scope of influence is going to enlarge. I've endeavored to preach it. I've endeavored to get it out this weekend. But this was the thing the Lord spoke to my heart from the beginning. It is His will that every one of us increase in our scope of influence. Everything He has given us. And He has given us much. What generation has He given more to than us? He's taught us about faith. He's taught us about the fullness of the Spirit and healing and the gifts of the Spirit and prosperity and on and on and on. He did not give it to us to tell three or four more other people and hide it under a bushel. He gave it to us to influence as much as we can embrace and believe for. Go with me to Luke, please. Luke 24. Put up Psalm 119.32 while they're turning to that. You're going to Luke. Psalm 119.32. He said, I will run the way of your commandments when? When you shall enlarge my heart. Can you see that's exactly what he was saying to them? He corrected them about that narrowness and that hardness and that unbelief. And as soon as they got opened up, he said, all right, go into all the world. Run with this thing. We're not waiting on money. We're not waiting on people to help us. We're not waiting on the community to start to like us more. 
We're not waiting on the right people to get in office in the government. Come on, are you listening to me now? We're, we're not any restriction or smallness or hold back that we have felt. Where do you need to look? Right in here. And as soon as your heart is enlarged, you can see the vision, you can see the course, and you can take off running into it. If you can see it, you can do it. If you can see it, you can have it. Thing after thing in our ministry, I was thinking today about assignment after assignment and project after project. They came, they were done, they're fulfilled. They came, they're done. And there was a time when you could not see any way how, but you could see it in your spirit. You could see, I could see it happening. I could see it coming. I could see it coming to pass. I could see it being done. But when you look around to see how, not a clue. Not a clue. But how can you tell when this kind of thing's going on inside you? You'll see it right here in Luke. And remember, the Spirit of God's here to perform the word. In Luke 24, Jesus is raised from the dead. And in Luke 24, he appears to some of those that believed in him as they were walking by the way. In, in verse 17, he said to them, what manner of communications are these that you have one to another as you walk? And you're sad. Well their master their Lord. Was just crucified. and Killed and now they can't find him. Somebody took his body away. And and they're sad. Sad. And fearful. And thinking about how it makes them feel. Are these characteristics of the narrow. Cramped heart. The selfishness. The fearfulness. So Jesus shows up and goes. Why are you so sad? And they went on to say, have you not heard? You're not from around here, are you? (laughs) Jesus was our life. He was everything to us. And they scourged him. They crucified him. And somebody stole his body. Did you know Jesus is not on the cross tonight? There's whole groups of denominations and different parts of Christianity. They weep, they mourn, they cry because of the sufferings of Jesus. There's whole festivals that some cities have, you know, that they magnify death and then the suffering and the pain and they carry around statues of Jesus on the cross. He ain't on the cross. He's not on the cross. He did suffer, but he did it. It's done. It's over. It's over. He's not on the cross. He's not in the tomb. He's raised from the dead. He's at the right hand of majesty on high. We're not supposed to stay crying at the cross. We're not supposed to stay crying at the tomb. We're supposed to come on into the upper room and get filled. And then come out of there and go, 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 go into all the world and preach this gospel. Because as soon as this gospel is preached to the world, he said, I'm coming. The end will be. Now I want you to skip down. What about verse 29? As they drew nigh to the village, he made as though he would have gone further. They constrained him and they said, stay with us. They didn't know what was going on, but they knew they didn't want him to go. And he went in to tarry with them. And verse 30, 
As he said it, meet with him, he took bread and he blessed it. He broke it and he gave it to him. Keep reading. And what? Now, connected to your heart opening up is your eyes being opened. Remember, Ephesians talks about the eyes of your heart being enlightened. When your heart's opened, your eyes are opened. And they, their eyes were opened and they knew him. He was right in front of them and they didn't see him. Why? We talked about this when he gave them the doctrine about the, the loaves, uh, the, excuse me, the leaven uh, of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And they didn't know what he's talking about. It's right in front of them, but they couldn't see it because their heart was hardened and narrow. But when your heart opens up, you see what's been in front of you all the time. You see what's been available to you. It's clear. You quit asking people what your call is. And there it is. You see it. You know, quit asking people what to do or where to go or who to help. It's obvious. It's clear. It's clear. Your eyes open. Your heart opens. And he vanished out of their sight. And verse 32. Get this now. Get this. And they said to him, here's a great indicator of how you know your heart is coming open. Did not our heart burn within us while he was talking with us by the way? And he what? He opened their eyes. He opened their heart. He opened the scriptures. He opened them up and they saw Jesus and him resurrected and him victorious. And their heart was a burning with Holy Ghost fire. Oh, come on, friend, if you'll open up, if you'll believe it tonight, you can begin to experience some of this burning in your heart of what you were made to be, what you were called to do, to see the fullness of it, to see the next part of it. Come on, can you open up and begin to have some burning, some burning, some burning, some stirring, some burning, because when it's burning, you're opening. Your eyes are opening. Your heart is opening. You are opening. Somebody say glory to God. Oh, say glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Go to Isaiah 60. I want you to notice what happens when your heart starts opening up. Isaiah 60. And I'm thinking about closing. Cross my mind. <laughs> No guarantees. Oh, thank you, Master. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Master. Did you hear about the project that got finished the same time it got started? Woo! Woo! Glory to God. Everything produces after its own kind. You got seed in that, so you got that kind of harvest coming. Do you? You got that kind of harvest coming. Glory to God. What used to take months. What used to take months. Come in a day. Come in a day. Is God that big? Is he, is he that good? He love you. Do the same thing for you. Same. You got the same same source, same word, same love, same covenant, same faith, same name. Isaiah 60 and verse 5. Whoo, thank you, Master. He said, 
Then you shall see. How many take the word of God for yourself? If it says, then you shall see, then what? Then I shall see and flow together. I haven't. We preached on this last year. I don't know if you were here, if you remember or not. But there were some things that had to do with unity and with combining of flow and ministry. I'm excited about that. Because one, put a thousand to flight. And two, won't just put two thousand to flight. There is a multiplying of power when we can join. Most people have been too immature. They've been too selfish. They've been too concerned. Somebody's going to get some of my people, some of my money, some of this. And if enough people could grow up and get this behind them and really join arm in arm. I'm telling you, we could see some amazing things in this earth in our generation. I'm believing for it. Are you believing for it? I'm believing for it. So be it. So be it. We'll see and flow together. And your heart will fear. Now that's not bad fear. That's reverence. And what will happen? Your heart will. That, that, that awesome reverence and gratitude. And be enlarged. Because. The abundance of the sea. Will be converted to you. And the forces. That kind of makes me want to get a hold of the translators of the King James here because force, huh? It's talking about money, wealth, riches of the Gentiles shall come to you. Is this the word of the Lord? This is not some wild-eyed preacher prophesied this over you. This is the book of Isaiah. This is the word of the living God. And he tells you that you're going to see and we're going to flow together. And our hearts are going to open up in the reverence and gratitude of the Lord. And the abundance of the sea shall be converted to us. He has given us the heathen for our inheritance. And all the money's coming too. <laughs> the ASV. The ASV says, then you shall see and be radiant. And your heart shall thrill. Sounds like burning, doesn't it? Your heart shall thrill and burn and be enlarged. Come on, I want you to not, not be so aware of your physical surroundings right now. Come on, focus inside right now. Can you sense any tingling, any stirring inside you? And because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you and the wealth of the nations shall come unto you. Forget about what you think anybody believes or agreeing with this camp or that camp. Do you believe that verse right there? Do you believe that scripture? Can you take it for us? Can we take it for ourselves? Can we receive it? Stand on your feet. Say it out loud. Stand on your feet. Say it out loud. I shall see. I shall see. We shall flow together. We shall flow together. The abundance, the abundance of, this of this earth and the seas of people, people will be converted, will be converted to, the to the Lord and come to us and, and, join, us. and join us. And the wealth, and the wealth of the Gentiles. Of of the nations of, the nation. of this world, of this world. Are, laid up are laid up 
for the just and for the kingdom and it shall flow to us. It shall flow. Come easily. Come abundantly. Come freely. It shall flow to us. Glory to God. Oh, just close your eyes and reach up your hands to the Lord. Reach up your hearts to the Lord. Give glory. Give praise. Give thanks. Give adoration. By faith, open up your heart. By faith, embrace the fire. The Holy Spirit fire that burns inside the light of the world and makes us the light of the world. Come on, praise Him, some saints. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hearts. Lift up your voices. Oh, thank you, Lord. 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 Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I yield to you, Lord. I yield to you, Lord. I yield to you, Lord. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.